the heck is going on in school boards across the country, but particularly in Ontario, I went to Ottawa to see for myself. I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed, and you're watching The Gun Show. Ms. Kaplan Murk? Hi. She's already under with Rebel News. I just no. wanted to. No, don't run no. away. I'm no, you will back off. You will back off. I'm trying to. You will to get... back off right now. I'm trying you to get back a petition off. with eight You will back signatures. off. You will back off. You will back off. No, you may not come in. You may not come in. You do not have permission to come in. That door is closed. You may not. Wow. We have a security guard here. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, perfect. Thank you. So, Heather. Heather. This gentleman's with CTV. Good guy. Hello. So, Good guy. Excuse me. So, CTV can go in? Why can CTV go in, but we can't? You said he was a good guy? That's a video of my visit to the Ottawa Carleton District School Board. You see, I went there to give 8,000 signatures to a school board trustee named Nilly Kaplan Mirth. Nilly Kaplan Mirth first came to national prominence when she was a COVID hysteric doctor who did media hits from her office alone, remotely, wearing a mask. <laughs> For safety, you see. But as COVID waned, so did her control over other people's lives. So she got elected to the Ottawa Carleton District School Board, where she's been pushing gender ideology. And the parents don't like it. So when the parents started turning up at the school board meetings to hold their elected politicians to account, she silenced them and censored them in person. So the parents started a change.org petition. And she had change.org pull it down, complaining that it was bullying. And so they started a second one and she had them pull it down again, citing bullying and anti-Semitic blah, 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 nonsense, transgender, transphobia, all the phobias that weren't true. It was just parents who wanted to hold their elected politicians to account and have a say in what happens to their children seven hours a day for 200 days of the year which seems like a reasonable request. So anyway, to combat the censorship of these parents, I started my own petition at firenilly.com so that they would have a petition that was uncancelable. And I made the promise that I would deliver it myself. And as you can see, I tried to deliver it and Nilly Kaplan Mirth flipped her lid, <laughs> ripped a door from my hand and called six security guards on me. And I couldn't have been nicer. Actually, I find it quite comical. Uh, I had a difficult time filming that video because I had the giggles because I couldn't believe how crazy this woman was about, you know, 70 or 80 pages of paper and 8,000 signatures. But it wasn't about that, was it? It was about somebody having an opposing worldview in the same vicinity of her and she couldn't handle it. And I, I just don't think somebody like Nilly Kaplan-Wirth is emotionally resilient enough to be making decisions for other people's children. And I think the people around her should probably intervene if they actually care about her because she, I don't think she's, well, I really don't. And I probably should stop laughing at her except for the sinister fact that she makes decisions for other people's children. And she's a 
pro-censorship, unaccountability politician. But I'm new to covering the school board protests. Unlike my friend David Menzies, who's been on this beat for over a year, and it started with Kayla Lemieux, the teacher with the prosthetic fetish boobs, teaching the shop class. Since then, school board maniacs and school board chaos has been David Menzies' ongoing beat. It seems to me almost every day he texts me and says, Sheila, I'm going to a crazy school board meeting. Here's why. And so joining me now to discuss what I just experienced firsthand in Ottawa and what he's been dealing with for at least the last year is my friend, David Menzies. Take a listen. So joining me now by popular demand, quit emailing me people, is my friend David Menzies uh, to talk about what the heck is going on at school boards in Ontario. But this stuff is happening all across the country. David, thanks for coming on the show. People email me constantly like, Sheila, have David on the show, have David on the show, have David on the show. So people stop the emails. He's here. Wow. Well, that you know, you've made my day, <laughs> Sheila. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you, even if it's virtually. And uh, yeah, school boards, I've never seen something so out of control as publicly funded school boards. Um, Sheila, I actually don't know where to start. Um, you know, I think we really got interested when uh, going back a year ago, um, Busty Lemieux showed up at Oakville Trafalgar High School uh, with those enormous breasts, which he claims are real. He had a growth spurt, you see. He's got a very rare medical condition. He started developing at 39. Yeah, so rare, in fact, Sheila. He's the only man uh, on the planet Earth where there are 4 billion males uh, who has this, evidently. And they, they're they fluid, these boobs. They come and go like a karma chameleon. Um, we've caught them uh, with the boobs on, with the boobs off. It's funny that I don't know any biological woman whose um, breasts can, I don't know, recede like a turtle going into its shell and then pop out again. I imagine that would make things kind of easy for her femdom. Uh, but that ain't how it goes. And here's the thing, Sheila. He has the blessing of the school board. Uh, they won't touch this with a 10-foot pole, even if he's standing 11 feet away, uh, because they don't want to be seen as transphobic, even though, very important caveat here, um, not even the trans community is coming to this uh, guy's defense. Uh, they know this is phony baloney. This is something more, either a prank or a perversion. I side with perversion for many reasons that I won't get into here. We saw when Lincoln Jay and I got physically assaulted at a teacher's union meeting that his colleagues, they're completely down with dressing inappropriately in front of uh, parents. And worst of all, the milk toast minister of education, Stephen Leachy, um, he's basically right now, Sheila, with all of these school boards, and I'm talking Halton, Waterloo, um, Toronto, Ottawa, I, I'm sure I've forgotten some. He's basically like a professional wrestling referee where it's, um, listen, Sheila, I've warned you nine times not to use that foreign object. And if you keep using yeah. it, I'm going to warn you a tenth time not to use it. This guy is absolutely a disgrace. And I can only say this, Sheila, he has the power, and you saw it happen in your province yep. a few years ago. Uh, 
He has mm-hmm. the power to rein in and even dissolve these yep. out of control woke school boards. He won't do so. So you know what I say? That this supposed conservative minister of education, he's all down with this agenda too. That's the only reason he has the hammer to restore order. All of these school boards, Sheila, have been infiltrated by far left woke Marxists. They're not going to reform themselves. They don't even respond to pressure. They ban the parents. They ban the media. Uh, They are completely out of control. So, Mr. Lecce, where in blue hell are you? You know, that's a really great point that you bring up about just the absolute failures of the politicians here. So and how quickly these school boards have become infested with, as you said, I wrote it down, far, uh, far left woke Marxists. You can get on the school board and affect the future generation of humanity with a couple of dozen votes. That's all you that's all you need to win yeah. an election and shape and frame the culture of tomorrow. It's quite frightening that conservatives, small C conservatives, are asleep at the switch here. But it's the big conservatives, the politicians who are really failing. And they're not really reading the room because this is becoming very quickly a single issue for voters. And it's Amazing to watch nature healing out there. Uh, For example, at the Ottawa Carleton District School Board, (laughs) it is Muslim parents and Christian parents who are uniting and who are protesting this gender ideology. And in Ontario, they really should have learned better because it was when the Muslim parents, the Christian parents and the Chinese parents and the new Canadians all got together to protest comprehensive uh, sex ed that it was stopped. Um, and so uh, Ontario has sort of forgotten its history, but this isn't a, a, a far right thing. You have, I just saw a speech today from a protest at the Ottawa Carleton district school board where it said, where the man said the media and the politicians are saying that Muslims hate Christians. And the media is saying that the Christians hate the Muslims, but we are one nation under God sticking up for our kids. And it, People are uniting around this one issue, and it transcends politics. No, Sheila, you're so right. Um, The fact that these aren't straight white males, people that look like me wearing MAGA hats, this has caused such a hot potato issue for the left. When you have Muslims coming out, when you have Jews coming out, and everyone is standing side by side, um, it's created... A terrible dilemma for them because, you know, Sheila, our boss, Ezra Levant, I, I love his analogy in terms of how human rights commissions and tribunals look at race and identity and whatnot, um, which is to say a guy like me, a straight, um, white, able-bodied male, I may be in a poker game. Um, I'm an eight of diamonds, okay? Now, if you're <laughs> Muslim and visible minority, um You are a royal flush. Same if you're a member of the LGBT community. You are another suit of the royal flush. Guess what? Muslims and members of that community, as we've seen, they get along about as well as a cobra and a mongoose. And the left doesn't know what to do because they think everyone should be on board and they're not on board. If I had the ear of Pierre Polyev, I would say, Mr. Polyev, Here's what you do. Denounce this. Denounce the, the Dylan Mulvaney spokes thingies of the world. Denounce radical transgenderism. Because let's look at the numbers. 
we're talking about in that community, and by the way, within that community, Sheila, LGBTQ, as you know, we have groups like Gays Against Groomers. We have LGB without the T, basically lesbians, gays, and bisexuals saying, I'm not signed up for these radical transgender people, so many of whom appear to be mentally ill. That's not my bag, man. So I would say to Pierre Polyev, that community en masse represents 2%. Let's say they're allies, uh, people who aren't in that community but support it. Let's double it, 4%. That means 96% is on side with you denouncing this rubbish going on in schools. And Sheila, when I say rubbish, I'm not kidding. I mean, we've covered Durham District School Board protests at specific schools, elementary schools, where the school board libraries have books that have pornography. And no, I do not exaggerate. When you have a book about a a father having sex with his eight-year-old daughter, how else can you describe that? And here's the other thing where the LGBT community, or at least the vocal unhinged members, don't get it. I covered a protest, as you know, at Colonel Farewell School in Whitby about pornography in the schools. And it was predominantly mothers and grandmothers, Sheila, speaking out. And at not one instance did they speak about sexual orientation or gender identification. And yet they had a group of violent, I mean, they wanted to get violent, but nobody was taking the bait, LGBT rainbow mafia types. What I'm saying to you, Sheila, is do you guys know what you're demonstrating? They had nothing to say about sexual orientation and gender identification. They're speaking about pornography in elementary school libraries. Your counter demonstration, are you trying to infer we support pornography in elementary school libraries? Because I don't see how that's a winner, Sheila. Well, and that's really the thing here. The You see these parent uprisings in a way that I have never seen anywhere before. And they seem to be largely happening in Ontario and not in Alberta. And there's a reason for that. Alberta has the most diverse education system in the entire country. So um, uh, the funding follows the child. If you're a middle-income parent, you can put your kid in private school because the funding follows the kid. And you can just choose to, to not go to a maniacal school. It's really not that way in Ontario. It seems to be all enforced and the schools seem to be quite homogenous, whether they're Catholic schools or public schools, it doesn't seem to matter. But the, as Ralph Klein said, the parade is marching and you just need a politician to jump in front of it and lead it as did Glenn Youngkin in Virginia when he saw the parents rising up at these school board meetings and they didn't have a voice. All it takes is one politician to give these parents a voice and you will be uniting this incredibly diverse group of people who are all opposed to uh, subjecting little kids to this social contagion, but there's not a politician brave enough to do it in Ontario. It, it, it's staggering to me, Sheila. And that's a, the Virginia model is a great example. As we know, in North America, the lowest level elected official in our democracies, it is the school board trustee. In fact, I would wager most people don't know who their school board trustee is. Most don't even vote for the, that trustee. They should. Um, Mm -hmm. those who do vote, probably name recognition. And yet, what did we see in Virginia? We saw Mama Bear wake up. We said, no, we're tired of critical race theory. 
and BLM propaganda and radical transgenderism being shoved down our kids' throat. And they showed up en masse. And what happened in Virginia? The lowest level elected official, the school board trustee, it had ramifications on that state's highest level, namely the governor. It went from Democrat to Republican. It wasn't supposed to happen. As I said, Mama Bear woke up. And yet, against all odds, Sheila, because I can tell you, in the U.S., shockingly, because law enforcement has been politicized there just as much as it has here, you have Department of Justice and FBI officials referring to parents who are concerned about their children and concerned about the curriculum as domestic terrorists, almost as though they're like the Boston Marathon bombers in training. This is grotesque. But despite that blowback, regime change happened in Virginia. And I would think, I would hope that would be a template for something to happen in Canadian provinces. But at least you could go to right-of-center politicians and say to them, instead of treating this as a third-rail issue, put the foot on the accelerator. Come out against this despicable indoctrination. Let's get back to education. Let's get back to the three R's. I do not understand the hesitancy, Sheila, because they have the majority behind them. Well, and even if the politicians are scared and they don't want to come out against gender ideology because they are cowards and they won't, perhaps they could come out in favor of holding politicians to account But they won't even do that when they are banning parents from these school board meetings. These are elected officials. They want to act like they're kings. They're not kings. They're just elected officials. And parents have a right to ask their elected officials questions and a right to hold these people to account. And they are being banned and excluded from these school board meetings. And parents are mad. You want to know why? Because my most precious thing that I have in my life, these lunatics are deciding what that, what happens to my precious thing for seven to eight hours a day. And they don't want me to have a say. And so these provincial politicians and federal politicians who are too cowardly to come out against Uh, the ideology of Dylan Mulvaney, maybe they could come out in favor of holding politicians to account. That used to be a universal truth in this country, but I saw it at the uh, Ottawa Carleton District School Board when I had six security guards called on me for giggling (laughs) and trying to give some paper. Um, You know, there's no no accountability anymore. These are low-level politicians who won sometimes by a dozen votes. You get to listen to parents or get off the school board. Sheila, I think it's worse than what you think. Most of these educrats, from what I can tell, hate parents, at least those parents that say, I have involvement in what's being taught. Most educrats don't care about the kids. It's me, myself, and I. These are, in the big picture, Sheila, Marxists. These are people beholden to Marxist ideology. And what I mean by that is that right out of the Marxist playbook, What is, you know, play one? Well, it's this. Tear down society and rebuild it as a Marxist utopia, which, of course, never happens. Just go to the people in Venezuela, North Korea, Cuba, if you want affirmation about that. These are people that have higher political ambitions. City councilor, uh, MPP, MP, and they are all 
super far left of center. And a perfect example is what we just talked about. If you, th I mean, Sheila, pornography at elementary school libraries, think of how perverse that is. If a child went to a corner store and bought a copy of Playboy, and that's pretty tame by the standards of today, that okay. shopkeeper, if outed, <laughs> uh, he's in big trouble. He's going to be fined. Uh, he, he, it, it's going to be a big deal. But the kids don't have to sneak in Playboy into the school. They just have to go to the um, library and they'll get stuff that would make, you know, the the uh, the hair of Playboy editors fall out. It is so graphic and indecent and gross. And again, it's all about tearing down society. That is the big picture. And even, you know, I always used to think, Sheila, the bastion of hope, I'm not Catholic, I know you are, but the bastion of hope would be the Catholic school boards. Um, and of course, the Catholic school boards, that is a guaranteed right here in Ontario, precedes uh, confederation. Mm -hmm. And yet, look at what's happening there. Even there, the Marxist leftists are infiltrating Catholic school boards. Waterloo Catholic District School Board, for example, you had a teacher, Wendy Ashby, who said the most dangerous creature on the planet is the white male Christian. And the whole school board, with, except with two dissenting voices at first, said, oh, nothing to see here, folks, but parents erupted. Uh, we went there, and just for me and Lincoln Jay having the temerity to ask insensitive questions, um, we are now banned for two years. We'll be challenging that outrageous ban, by the way, folks. But unless Wendy Ashby voluntarily resigned, she would still be there. And also the York Catholic District School Board, I want to give them a tip of the hat because earlier this month, they finally voted, and it was a squeaker, six to four, that they would not be raising the pride flag. And the hysteria from the Rainbow Mafia, the hysteria from the mainstream media about this, and think about that. Why do you need to raise this piece of fabric? Oh, it's to make a school a safe space. Well, Sheila, if you're a member of the LGBT community, a student, and you're being bullied or harassed, that is despicable and it should be dealt with. And principals should actually stand up to that saying they have in schools, zero tolerance for bullying. But I don't know how in blue hell raising a multicolored piece of fabric makes a hostile school environment a safe one. This is fantasy. And now, as I predicted, look what's happening. The mainstream media, the various lobby groups for the Rainbow Mafia, um, politicians are now playing, well, if that's the way the York Catholic District School Board is going to roll, we're going to go to the Human Rights Commission. And this non-elected, uh, unaccountable body, Sheila, we'll get them to order them to put up the flag, and the hammer will be, and this will be another lawsuit in the making, you do it or we are removing your public funding. There is absolutely no tolerance for wrong think. And we just saw that play out last week in Toronto. Anthony Bass, the Blue Jays pitcher, for having the temerity to like posts that approved of the Target and the Bud Light boycott. Well, the, the organization, uh, because Rogers, which owns it, is uh, hopelessly woke, 
It flipped out and they made him do a public apology. And then they made him meet with a member of Pride Toronto to be schooled. And then on Friday, they were going to have a pitcher become a catcher to catch out, uh, to catch a ceremonial first pitch from a trans person or something. Uh, but at, at the 11th hour, they said, nah, um, even though we've humiliated him and made him, you know, uh, repudiate what he originally supported, Sheila. We're going to fire, we're going to get rid of him. We're, even though he's a, a player with a multi-million dollar contract, uh, goodbye. By the way, hypocrisy there. Anthony Bass, he's not the greatest pitcher in the league. If that had been a star Blue Jays player, what do you want to bet the organization would have some tolerance? But he went through all the hoops. He did the Cersei walk of shame from Game of the, Thrones. The struggle and session. still, I mean, what a setup. I've never seen this in my life. At the end of the day, the Jays said, you know what? You're fired. Beat it. Clean out your locker. Politicians are going to do the same thing to the, or they're going to try to, Sheila, with the Catholic school boards in Ontario, and it's insidious. Well, that's why these maniacs get uh, involved in the Catholic school system. They're def I mean, they're clearly not Catholic. We do have a set of very specific dogma and catechism that you have to follow to actually be a Catholic. You don't get to make it up as you go. If that's what you want to do, you could probably join the United Church. Um, but oh, Sheila, if I may add, some Catholic teachers are making it up as they go along. Mr. De Bono, right. uh, who is a- Like Trudeau yeah. Catholic. Yeah, who <laughs> basically in his classroom, he allegedly took down the cross, put up the pride flag, and made it a so-called safe space. And he claims that Jesus Christ, uh, there's evidence that shows, he's never provided the evidence, that he was a trans individual. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, and this guy who's with the Toronto District Catholic School Board, he came up to the York Region Catholic School Board to advocate for the pride flags going up. So he's trying to pollinate his perverse view of Catholic doctrine to other school boards. He's not employed at York Region. He's employed in the city of Toronto. I have heard because of parental outrage, he has either been reassigned or the Toronto Catholic Board is doing what the Halton uh, District Catholic, uh, sorry, the Halton District School Board is doing with Busty Lemieux. They're paying him to stay at home, full salary and benefits. That's their way of punishing uh, people. But you know what? I can't say, I mean, to get that cancer out of the Catholic school system, to have that rainbow flag in his classroom come down and the cross be put back up, uh, I think I'll, I, I can accept that. There's a reason they get involved in the Catholic school board, and it's not because they're Catholic. It's because they need to pull that institution down, because that is an institution um, that is led by Catholic values, and Catholic values say you are to be beholden to God above the state. And then, you know, so if you need people to adopt the state as their religion, you have to destroy their religion. And I guess the most insidious way to do it is from the inside. Um, and these people, they, they are left with quite a predicament, right? The reason they come after other people's kids is because they've either had abortions because they fear climate change or they've self-sterilized with chemicals and cross-sex hormones. So... Their ideology cannot proliferate the way mine can. I'm raising good Catholic conservative kids over here, three of them. I've done, I've done my part, but they don't have kids. So what they need to do is uh, infect mine with their bad ideas. And that's why they infest the school system the way they do. Yeah. And I can tell you, Sheila, the York Catholic District School Board, 
those uh, trustees that voted against the raising of the pride flag and the superintendent, and I give them full credit, they made the very profound point, I think, that our Catholic schools have two symbols that are inclusive of everyone. It is the Canadian flag and it is the cross. And they are absolutely right. To think that those symbols are exclusionary of anyone is perverse. And I'm so glad they took a stance, but there's going to be a price to pay, if not a price to pay, a hell of a fight on their hands. Because uh, even though our politicians these days believe in diversity is our strength, there is no diversity of opinion, Sheila. And um, like I said, these Catholic boards have a true fight on their hands in the months and years going forward. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I think this all has to come to a head, quite frankly. And I think the other side has overplayed their hand. The way you see uh, the kumbayas of the Christians, Muslims, and the Jews, and New Canadians, all at these school board protests. Um, they are, why all everybody tries to divide us, it, it feels like, we're all uniting in opposition of transing the little ones. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, besides the fact that you talk and I just get to listen, which is good. Um, <laughs> Welcome is, to Lady Menzoid's world. I know. I, I feel for her. <laughs> there's, there's, that's a woman I can relate to. Um, but you are one of the few journalists covering these and you're covering so many of them. I think Miles over at Campaign Life Coalition, who I think is now sort of moving over to LifeSite, well, big fan of Miles and his work, um, whose last name either escapes me or I can't pronounce. So it's a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> but Miles, you know who you are. And uh, Cosman Georgia over at True North. He has been watching school board meetings for years. Um, but I, I think it's important to do these reports in the form of video. Because some of the madness that happens at these school board meetings and at these school board protests, you have to see it to believe it because it is just so insane. You are so right, Sheila. And uh, again, I referenced earlier this month the York Catholic District School Board uh, meeting uh, to make the final decision on the pride flag. And um, this is another tactic, by the way, uh, more than an hour before the doors opened. Um, so two hours before the meeting itself, um, the rainbow, the, you know, the rainbow spirit unicorns were lining up on mass to hopefully pack every seat so that, you know, normal parents couldn't get into the school board. Mm -hmm. And I was interviewing that Mr. De Bono, who uh, is now, is it the Gregorian monks that take a vow of silence? I, uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure I've got the right monks. He wouldn't answer a single question. And then this uh, lady, um, and she's clearly female. Um, and also another telltale sign, uh, you know, they're on the wrong side, we're on the right side. These people, for some reason, are still wearing masks. Uh, I think that's a political statement in 2023, Sheila. Yeah. It's we believe in big government. We believe in big lockdowns. We believe in being told what to do. Mm -hmm. And she swore at me and basically said, leave them alone. Now, this is an adult teacher. This is the one that believes that uh, Jesus was transgendered. Um, and I started like she wanted me to leave. I'm on a public school board property. And what happened was um, <laughs> uh, she swore at me and I, I said, oh, that's not very ladylike. And then she screamed, you just misgendered me. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. What, what, what is your gender? 
And she says, it's none of your effing business. And I said, well, they don't know what your gender is. How can I avoid misgendering you? And it's clearly, clearly someone who's female, uh, Sheila. I wasn't saying to a male that's uh, not ladylike behavior. But first of all, two things. Um, you can't have it both ways. If you don't want to be misgendered, tell me what your gender is. And secondly, can you imagine in 2023, Sheila, we live in a world where the term ladylike is offensive to people in the far left. I, I don't know what they associate that term with. I, I think lady, like a gentleman, I think that's a nice term. I guess, is it about colonialism, imperialism, white supremacy? That That's always the cards they play, Sheila. But that just shows you um, the lunatic fringe that is so vocal. And what I say to politicians and members of the media, but I think they're too woke uh, to convert, Sheila, is... Don't listen to the loudest voice. Don't listen to the ones screaming hysterically and having crying fits and dropping F-bombs. They don't represent the vast majority of normal, fair-minded, decent Canadians, especially those Canadians who are mothers and fathers with their children and in school. They don't want them indoctrinated. They want them educated. They want them to learn you know, reading, writing, arithmetic. And if you look, I, I don't know about Alberta, but in, in Ontario, Sheila, our provincial uh, scores, they're going into the toilet further and further every year. But wow, are they really up to date on what the latest uh, color scheme and symbols are on the current pride flag? By the way, I, I don't want to seem distracted, but I looked up the Roman description of Jesus. Uh, so... But purported Roman records, just so you know. So if in case anybody describes Jesus as clearly trans or whatever, they say he was a man of medium size. He, um, his beholders can both fear and love him. His hair is the color of ripe hazelnut straight down to the ears, wavy and curled, um, blue eyes flowing over his shoulders, parted on the top of his head, as is the pattern of the Nazarenes. Um, his beard is abundant. Of the color of his hair, not long, but divided at the chin. Um, anyways, he was very clearly a man with a beard. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> activist teachers. At least according to the Romans, Jesus was a man. Well, um, Sheila, and the Gospels. <laughs> my, my, my friend, you cannot win with these people. They will say that scripture was written by an individual with an agenda it's not the truth. You, Even though you have uh, given a verbal description of what Jesus looked like, uh, <laughs> it, they will still repudiate that. You cannot win with these people. His brow is smooth and cheerful with a face <laughs> without a wrinkle or a spot. A slightly reddish complexion. Well, that, I mean, it's the desert, so that's obviously true. Uh, <laughs> David, uh, we actually have to get uh, together for the live stream right away, but I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and updating us on just the trials and tribulations of being a journalist who puts himself in actually quite a bit of physical danger to report on what these lunatics want to teach our kids. It's amazing, isn't it, Sheila? Um, these are the same people that subscribe to the saying, punch a Nazi. And as you know, what that means, it's not punch somebody who is hell-bent on world conquest and carrying out a genocide. It's simply somebody that has a differing opinion. If they have a differing opinion, therefore you are a Nazi, therefore you can physically assault them. 
And we increasingly have this disturbing trend of law enforcement turning the other eye. Ooh, it was a trans person that threw the punch. That's too hot for me to handle. And it's despicable. And I'll leave it with this. I want your audience, Sheila, to stay tuned. I have yet another Busty Lemieux development. It's a blockbuster. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore, but I'm going to do a short monologue on that uh, probably tomorrow. And... Um, no, I'm not going to tip my hand. Just stay tuned, uh, folks. You're not going to believe this one. <laughs> uh, you know, David, it, that's your beat. <laughs> the, the Rupert's Land boob squatch beat <laughs> is all yours. It's Well, I'll tell you, Sheila, the highlight of my year last year was when I met you at Toronto's Rebel Live. I brought the uh, eBay uh, boobs along. You insisted on trying them on. I had I, to know how the other side lives. <laughs> oh, well, forget about the other side. I don't quite think I can ever look at you the same way, Sheila Gunn. <laughs> I just had to know. <laughs> And okay, always remember, I have something. I have a photograph on my phone that if our relationship ever goes sour, it's blackmail city. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> David, thanks for coming on the show. We'll talk very, very soon. My pleasure, Sheila. Thank you so much. All right. I hope you got your David fix. For, for a little bit, I know I did. Uh, this is the portion of the show where I invite your viewer feedback, unlike the mainstream media. And I know I say this every single week, so it might be getting redundant for some of you, but I actually care about what you think about the work that we're doing here at Rebel News, because without you, there is no Rebel News, because we don't have a sugar daddy named Justin Trudeau reaching into other people's pockets to give us money to create content that absolutely nobody cares about. <coughs> mainstream media. Anyway. If you'd like to leave me a comment on the show, my email address is Sheila at rebelnews.com. Put gun show letters in the subject line so I know why you're emailing me because I can get dozens upwards of 100 emails every single day. And so it makes it hard for me to leaf through them unless you put gun show letters in the subject line. But also don't hesitate to leave a comment wherever you're watching us. For example, if you're watching the free version of the show with ads in it on Rumble or YouTube, leave a comment there. Sometimes I go looking over there. Um, but I'm more inclined to look on Rumble than the censorship platform of YouTube. Now, today's letter comes to us to the email inbox. It's from a regular viewer of the show, a strong supporter of Rebel News, and dare I say, a Sheila Gunn Reed super fan. It's Bruce Atchison. He lives in Radway, Alberta. I say it also every time I read Bruce's letters on air that they have one of the best army surplus stores in the country. It's a hidden gem <laughs> in a Radway. It's worth the drive from Edmonton. And Bruce watches the show with his cat. <laughs> and he writes on my show from last week with the gents from the National Firearms Association, Rick and Dwayne. He says, hi, Sheila. I'm now a proud member of the NFA. Well, that's great. You know, even if you don't own firearms, do you care about property rights? Great. These guys are fighting for property rights every single day. I'm glad they let me join because I know just how important firearms are. And Bruce is so so right here. Whether or not you own firearms, the fact that somebody else is being scapegoated for rising crime that progressives don't want to deal with in Toronto, that's the real issue here. Canada's firearms owning community, they're the most law-abiding people in the country. They're subject to daily background checks just to own 
the firearms they've lawfully acquired. And they are under attack by the liberals because the liberals take the path of least resistance when dealing with, well, the problems they create through their policies in progressive cities. Anyway, I will have to write my counselors about guns being property. I forget which guest said it, but people really don't see the connection between guns and other things like fossil fuel cars and single dwelling homes. It's true. Once the government can tell you what you can and can't own just by virtue of an edict by the government, that opens up a whole host of other issues, doesn't it? If they can do it with guns, they can maybe do it with your car. Maybe they can do it with the size of your house. Maybe you don't need that second car. Maybe you've had a little bit too much meat in your diet this month and you're not going to get the extra social credits to buy the extra roast at the grocery store, you know? can't give the government to do things to you. You can't give them that permission because it's hard. It's hard to get that back from them, isn't it? Let's keep going. I visited Moscow in 1997 and saw firsthand how the Soviets built high rises for citizens with fields all around them. It reminded me of Cousin Wayne's pigeon coops. This is how the globalist plutocrats and putrid politicians want us to live someday. I'd rather die than live in a concrete box again. Bruce with the ever-hungry Delta cat. Well, thanks, Bruce. And thanks for always being such a strong supporter of the work that we do here at Rebel News. But it really is true. Um, I want you to live however you want. If you can afford a big house, live in a big house. This is Canada. We're like one of the least densely populated places on the face of the earth. If you want to stretch your legs, stretch your legs. You don't need to live stacked up in a 600-square-foot coffin in some urban human zoo because... A politician has told you that that's how you should live. Live however you want. Live within your means. And uh, be free. Well, everybody, that's the show for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see everybody back here in the same time, in the same place next week. And as always, remember, don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think. <laughs>